Aho Matakoyasan, to all my relations. I honor you in this circle of life with me today. I'm grateful for this opportunity to acknowledge you in this prayer. To the creator, for the ultimate gift of life, I thank you. To the mineral nation that has sustained and maintains and built my bones and all of the foundations of life, I thank you. To the plant nation that sustains my organs and body and gives me healing herbs for sickness, I thank you. To the animal nation that feeds me from your own flesh and offers me your loyal companionship in this walk of life, I thank you the human nation that shares my path as a soul upon this sacred wheel of earthly life, I thank you. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, Georgian Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seekers. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have Anahata Ananda. She blends the compassion and tenderness of an angel and the wisdom and strength of a shaman to guide profound journeys of core healing and spiritual awakening through her company, Shamangelic Healing. Anahata has trained extensively with gifted shamans, energy healers, and spiritual teachers from North America, Peru, India, and Asia in order to artfully integrate the fields of self-empowerment, shamanic teachings, emotional release, energy healing, relationship counseling, spiritual studies, yoga, meditation, and empowered living. She has completed the highest level of global coaching certification program with Brandon Burchard, and she's a certified yoga teacher and master meditation teacher. She has led over 120 retreats to sacred destinations around the world, including Peru, Bali, Costa Rica, Hawaii, Sedona, Mount Shasta, and Canada. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. And thank you for reaching out through the synchronicities of connection um, that uh, we have had the opportunity to connect. And I'm grateful for everything that you're doing, um, being a messenger and an advocate for gratitude and sending that message throughout the world. I'm, I'm so grateful and, and thankful for everything that you're doing. Thank you. I I really appreciate your kind words and uh, they they really mean a lot to me. Um, but firstly, I'm I know what uh, your name means, but I was curious if you would like to share with our audience uh, what they mean. Yes, well, uh, Anahata is actually the Sanskrit, uh, the East Indian uh, name for the heart chakra. And so it's that unstruck sound of unlimited potential and the unconditional love. And so that's Anahata is like that heart vibration. Mm -hmm. And Ananda is bliss. That is, you know, one of the highest possible emotions that we can feel as humans is that ecstatic state of, of bliss, which actually calibrates above the frequency of love. And so this kind of loosely translates to blissful heart. <laughs> so um, it's been a name to grow into and uh, sometimes eludes me and sometimes calls me to evolve an attitude or a perspective in the moment. And it's constantly inviting me to raise my, my vibration, you know? <laughs> yeah, wonderful. I think, I think it's, uh, it's a great... Uh, reminder all the time to, to think <laughs> about uh, the heart and to think about bliss and that's that's wonderful and um, one of the things that I wanted to get into uh, in our interview is uh, I know you have many perspectives on gratitude and I would love to, to get into uh, not just one but more of them but the first one that I'm curious about 
is uh, the perspective from the shamans. How do shamans see gratitude, especially in relation to, to nature? I, I love that. I love that question. And, and, you know, we live in this modern time where we're quite disconnected from nature as, as a culture and tribe, you know, globally, um, our ancestors and more of the natives that lived closer to nature and, you know, weren't in houses disconnected from the cycles of the sun and the moon um, or the exposure of the elements, you know, we're kind of protected from that, you know, inside with our air conditioned and, and heated homes. And um, the downside to that is that we're not really connected to the power and the wisdom and the beauty of, of nature. And it kind of <clears throat> diminishes our gratitude for basic fundamental uh, provisions that come from nature. And and it's it's more like how the native tribes if you know were connected to that and so one of one of my favorite when i started studying shamanism and 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 native tribe tribes and customs from different you know tribes around the world from different continents around the world one of the things that i found in common was gratitude wow yeah, and I, it was really it was really surprising. Just as you know, with different religions around the world, we we might have different names for God, but underneath there is this frequency of of love that we can find in common. <clears throat> many scriptures and many conversations about that when it comes to religion. And one of the things that I I was really surprised by is how grateful native tribes how, how the, their way of living is 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 tr tremendously focused in gratitude and they didn't take for granted food they didn't take for granted good weather <laughs> we take that for granted because yeah. it's always there and the native peoples like food was a possibility but not a guarantee um you know, warmth was a possibility, but not a guarantee because they, they didn't have a weather app to, de to determine <laughs> if, you know, and they didn't always have just indoors to go. And <clears throat> so I'd love to share with you, with your audience and with you, uh, a Lakota Sioux Indian prayer. And so this is a Native American prayer and it's called Aho Mata Koyasin. Nahomatakwayasan actually means to all my relations. And they saw their relatives as the elements, as the sun, grandfather, son, grandmother, moon, brother, tree, you know, sister, uh, sister hummingbird. You know, they, they saw all of the aspects of nature, plants, animals, and the elements as their relatives, and that they were connected to everything. And <clears throat> So here is this prayer. Aho Matakoyasan, to all my relations, I honor you in this circle of life with me today. I'm grateful for this opportunity to acknowledge you in this prayer. To the Creator, for the ultimate gift of life, I thank you. To the mineral nation that has sustained and maintains and built my bones and all of the foundations of life, I thank you for the plant nation that sustains my organs and body and gives me healing herbs for sickness. I thank you for the animal nation that feeds me from your own flesh and offers me your loyal companionship in this walk of life. I thank you for the human nation that shares my path as a soul upon this sacred wheel of earthly life. I thank you the spirit nation that guides me invisibly through the ups and downs of life and for carrying the torch of light through the ages, I thank you. For the four winds of change and growth, I thank you. You are all my relations, my relatives without whom I would not be alive. We are in this circle of life together, coexisting, codependent, co-creating our destiny one not more important than the other, one evolving from the other, and yet each dependent upon the one above and the one below, all of us part of this great mystery. Thank you for this life. Aho Matakwayasan. Wow. 
<laughs> you know, like what I, what I, the words that are the most prevalent in this prayer is I thank you. That's what's repeated more than anything else. So what, it, what, like, what, how does that, how does that feel for you? Like what came up when I was reading that? Wow, that, that, that was amazing. Like it really um, made a lot of sense when, when I was thinking about the fact that we are indeed a family and the, the feeling of uh, closeness with different parts of nature was very real. And um, also it, it was very interesting to 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 think about where that came from like the how high that perspective uh, uh, that they have is you know like it's it's quite amazing to to see that they are not they were or they are not um just focused on survival and just on i don't know seeing that the small part where where they are and the just a piece of the puzzle but they they see the whole puzzle and i think that's beautiful yeah you know i mean we take for granted and i think this is one of the most beautiful things i think about your podcast is you're bringing awareness to you know being grateful for the gifts that we have the fact that without the trees the trees are the lungs of our planet without the trees we wouldn't have fresh air yeah. and that is just a fundamental truth and so even uh, you know, without the sun rising, we would not have warmth, we would not have food, we would not have light. And, you know, without the bees pollinating, we wouldn't have food, you know, and, and, you know, these are fundamental truths that we take for granted. And this is, this prayer is about acknowledging, wow, I am dependent and I am connected to the sun Without the rain, we wouldn't have food. We wouldn't have water. Our, our, our basic sustenance is dependent on all of these things. And yet we go through life often without saying thank you and acknowledging, hey, you know, even, even during our most challenging times, you know, we can be grateful for the fact that we have food or we can be grateful for the fact that the sun has risen. We have warmth. We have a place to sleep that there, we have fresh air to breathe and, you know, also being grateful for the dark um, and the challenges in life because one of the lines here is about being grateful for the winds of change and growth because without change, nature or ourselves, life cannot live or sustain without growth and change. And, you know, the seasons change and there's a lot happening on the planet right now. There's a lot of change happening. And that allows us to adapt and grow as human beings so that we can be more in harmony with uh, our relatives, the trees, the plants, the animals, uh, the oceans. We can be more in harmony. And if we don't, if we don't grow and change, then our environment will change so much that we are not able to live here anymore, you know, because that's just, there, there is this appreciation for change, the seasons changing, um, the temperatures changing, the foods that are available changing. And that's important for us because we need to keep growing and changing as well. Definitely, definitely. And I love so much the, this idea of seeing, um, all of nature and it, its parts as being relatives of ours because when you think <laughs> of about them this way we don't feel like they are something exterior to us they are part of the family you <laughs> you want to take care of uh, of the family right you you don't i don't know you don't throw things into the ocean or um right in nature like randomly because you want to take care of it because it's part of you you feel it different exactly and this is you know one of the ways to refer to the ocean is is grandmother ocean you know so if we're going to grandmother's house you're exactly right we don't just leave trash all over her living room and 
we first of all ask permission. Can I enter? And how can I love you? How can I appreciate you for allowing me to swim in your waters? You know, it's not taken for granted. And how can I leave you better than I found you? So can I pick up some trash along the way? This is my way of expressing gratitude. Can I, um, you know, bring with me only what is natural instead of, you know, sunscreens and different things? Can I, can I not bring toxins and put them in your ocean? Because that water, that body of water is the same body of water that is in us. And so if we're not taking care of that, that becomes rain that then goes into our crops, that then goes into our food, that goes into our body. And so this ahomataquiasan acknowledges that the way we treat the planet affects how we treat our physical body. The way we treat our water is how we treat the water. And we're mostly water. And so it's not, you know, it's a, it's a connected system. There's this illusion that we are separate from ocean. We are separate from, you know, what's happening in the Amazon. We, we are not. We're all connected. And we can't isolate from that. We are in community together. And when we evolve our perspective to not be like this prayer says, that one is not more important than the other. So if we don't put ourselves above animals, we don't put ourselves above the trees, but we put us in an equal standing, then we have greater reverence for those relatives uh, that, are tr that are supporting us. And um, then we're less likely to be disrespectful to, um, to those relations. And so you're absolutely right. And, and, and also to be grateful for the shadow and for the darkness, you know, winter time, is, is, is a time where we get to go inward more and it's a time for replenishment and we can be grateful for the dark times in our life and the times where we recluse and the times we need to kind of take stock of life and honor those seasons so that we can focus our energy for a birth in the springtime of our life. And there are times when we will have loss and say goodbye to a relative, um, whether that is a family member or a relationship or a chapter in our life. And so we can also be grateful for the changes in life and for the seasons that have come to, a, to close when we're ending a relationship um, or even a challenge or a shadow or a dark time. We can express gratitude because without shadow, we don't appreciate light. And without a challenge, we don't appreciate the triumph. Exactly. And so there's also gratitude for the process of, of change. I, I love how, how you explain it. And um, I was thinking of going through each of the seasons and uh, mm -hmm. um, finding out how, how you see them. I was also thinking about uh, how my perception of seasons evolved, like the, the external ones. Mm -hmm. um, I used to uh, to have some favorites, like summer <laughs> or so. But I, I've come to the to the to the realization and to the appreciation of each season with uh, its specific beauty. You know, and yes. uh, that that's that's such. Um, a relief like a really there, there are people that if summer ends they only think about the next summer you know <laughs> right. i don't think it's it's the the happiest way to live right right and and you know this is like if we look at plants none of them are ever in perpetual summer they're not blooming all year long if we just look at a rose for example it spends over half of its time in a year dormant you know it's 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 it loses all of its petals and same with trees it'll it'll they'll lose their leaves and 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 so that there can be new growth and so if we look at the seasons um let's start with fall because uh, fall is about surrendering and, and letting go. And, and we're coming into fall, which is a mm -hmm. wonderful place to start. <clears throat> Excuse me. And fall, um, it's, it's letting go so that we can make space for what's coming. 
And if we don't let go, and, and humans are a little bit clingy, <laughs> you know, holding on to old relationships or holding on to a job or a career long past its life cycle. And when we do that, <clears throat> when we hold on to a thing or an experience or a time in life where, you know, that was really wonderful for us and we, when, we, when we hold on to it longer than its natural life cycle, longer than its season – then it starts to take energy from us. It actually starts to hurt us to hold on to that past version of self or to hold on to a, to, um, you know, a job or a relationship that doesn't fit us anymore. So it becomes more hurtful to hold it than to let go of it. And so it starts to create pain in our life. And, you know, this is not uncommon with relationships that we don't want to let go of because we don't want to be alone. We don't want to let go of because we love the memories that we did have. But, you know, it's not growing any longer. And we're kind, we can be kind of in denial of that. And so it's very healthy to go into the fall season, and this is any time in your life, this doesn't necessarily have to be during the months of that season, um, is to look at what has served its purpose in my life. This, this belief that I'm not enough, maybe I could let go of that. Um, <clears throat> maybe there is a substance that has served its purpose. Maybe alcohol has served its purpose, and, and it doesn't, you know, engaging it hurts more than it helps. Um, Maybe there's a friendship or a relationship that really is, is, is from your past and it isn't going to support who you are becoming. And so <clears throat> the fall season is where we take account. What do I need to let go of? And it might be a resentment from decades ago that was never let go of. It can be, you know, somebody we haven't forgiven or a trauma from the past that, that, you know, we haven't let go of yet. And so the, the fall season is also like sunset in the West of, of letting go and surrendering. And, and so this is kind of more about the fall. Um, forgiveness, uh, letting go, shedding and surrender. And what that does is that it frees us up now to rebuild from those experiences and to get clear. So in the winter, when we look at a tree we think, oh, it has no leaves on it. It must not be growing. And what it's doing, it's growing underneath the soil. It's reaching out for more minerals. It's not expending its energy. It's not in its birth cycle. It's replenishing. It's mending any wounded roots. It's reaching out for more minerals, more water. It's growing its root system so that it can grow taller. And so the winter season which as a society, we don't tend to uh, respect or support as much, is this kind of inward pulling away from the external activity and having introspection. Where am I going? What am I feeling? What's important to me? This is our time to connect with the divine God, creator, source, your higher self, your, your soul, your angels, whatever that may be for you so that you can kind of be connected to the inspiration of what am I going to birth in this spring? Because if we miss this season, then we plant what we planted before. And we might not, we might not be meant to plant the same thing we planted before. If we don't sit and pause and receive inspiration, which means to bring spirit in, if we don't pause here, then, Georgian, we don't get to really be inspired and plant the seeds that are next for our soul. And so this is where we get to grow. And there's passion and there's possibilities. And so when we gain that energy in the winter, then we're so excited to birth it because it's the right thing. It's the right relationship. It's the right career. We're moving to the right space instead of an uninspired space that society told us to go to. And we didn't take that time away to reflect what's important to me, what's right for me as a soul. Where am I going? Um, and so that leads us to spring and passion and new beginnings. This is more the fire element. Um, action, birth, courageous expansion. And, you know, we, 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 you know, many of us love spring because, 
it, after the winter, we appreciate the, the flowers that are blooming and the warmth of the sun. And the summer is about playfulness and celebration. It's not all about work, work, work. This is, you know, about the, the, the fun. This is Mother Earth connection, playtime celebration, because we have a harvest to celebrate. We've earned that celebration. And we have the fruits of our labor to prove it. And so this is abundance. This is, this is, grat this is a season of gratitude because we're surrounded by all this richness. So this is kind of, uh, you know, one perspective of, of looking at how the seasons each have their, what the natives would call medicine. Mm -hmm. That there's the medicine of letting go and forgiving and surrendering. There's a medicine of being in reflection and replenishment and getting inspiration. There is medicine in passionately birthing and new beginnings. There is medicine in celebration, laughter, and connection. So does that answer your question about a way the cycles of the seasons can kind of help us be in gratitude um, and in a flow and in a harmony with change? It definitely does. And I, I didn't want to interrupt you in any way because I, I thought this was brilliant. Like I, I felt so much wisdom and uh, such a beautiful, deep perspective on, on the seasons that I'm sure that our listeners will, uh, will think about and will find ways in which they can apply these to, to their life because this is, this is really powerful. I think Mother Nature is really... Uh, a beautiful inspiration for us to to see things that are on the inside to, to see them outside of us yeah I, you know it has been an, a whole nother kind of church I would call it for me because I get to you know we can receive a sermon in essence or a message from a mountain about stability and strength we can receive insight from a butterfly about the power of transformation and levity and balancing uh, the, the, the wings, you know, the feminine and masculine wings in our life so that we can really levitate above our density. We can, you know, draw from a tree the wisdom, the sermon, the message of plant deep roots so that you can have tall branches and keep ascending and growing and defying the gravity in your life, defying the heavy things that might hold you back. And if we look at trees, every single one of them, every single plant is defying gravity. And we all have gravity as humans. We have past traumas we have a broken heart we have limitations in our mind we have fears about the future and yet we can be inspired just by sitting with the tree saying well if this tree can do it i can do it and we realize that it's doing that because it's taking care of its roots and it's reaching for something greater than it than what would hold it back and that to me like that's inspiring when i'm in a, a place of struggle when I'm a pl in a place of overwhelm, I can look at, you know, a mountain saying, wow, it's just staying steady, even though the wind, which might be someone's judgments or fears, the rain, which might be somebody's emotions, um, doesn't affect it. It just stays steady. And, uh, you know, I can, I can draw strength. I can draw inspiration. I can draw perspective and insight from all of these relatives. A snake shedding its skin is smart, you know, like um, an eagle rising above the situation to see the bigger picture of it. Well, that's incredibly wise. And, uh, you, you know, um, I find that there's a lot if we sit still in nature and we ask and we're curious and we're still enough to connect humbly with gratitude with one of our other relationship you know relations um, that we have the ability to to perhaps come away with an insight a, a blessing a message that we could really use 
at, at times of, of struggle or inquiry in our life. Oh, this is a beautiful perspective. And I think this is actually gratitude in action. Like <laughs> it's, it's beyond saying that I'm grateful for nature, but actually being grateful for nature and appreciating its wisdom and uh, all of the beautiful things that it's it's teaching us all the time if we if we listen if we pay attention and yeah i think this is this is really amazing and since you you brought up uh, the eagle um i know that the shamans believe in uh spirit animals right yeah yes yes and as a matter of fact for your listeners um I'm going to provide a free animal spirit guided journey and a, a, a beautiful little audio so awesome. that you can go and have an animal spirit journey. So, <laughs> so that, um, yes, let's talk a little bit about spirit animals at a di at different times when an animal keeps crossing your path, it might be because that animal has a message for you. And so, you know, for those of you listening, what animal in your, you know, what, whatever environment you live in, whatever town you live in, what animal is prevalent there? For some people, it's deer. For some people, it's a pigeon. For some people, it's, it's you know, um, a bear. You know, it really depends on where you live. So I would be curious you know, first of all, I'd be curious about what animal is kind of in your same territory that is natural there, you know, a natural animal, because that, that animal spirit, it has a lot of wisdom based on your location, because it's native to that area, or it's prevalent there. And so I always like to look at, you know, what animal is around that I see often. And so, and then sometimes, and, and you know, uh, Ted Andrews' book, Animal Speak, is a fantastic book. Um, and you can also look online if you're curious about, well, what does deer mean? Or what does eagle mean? Or what does bear mean? So uh, since we have a time limitation, I won't be able to go through every animal ever. Um, but that, uh, his book, I like because it, it does explain different perspectives because um cow is viewed very differently in india mm -hmm. and egypt and in the united states um and horse is viewed very different in china than in uh the arab nations and in the united states or in a in in europe and so there is not just one interpretation for each animal. There are many interpretations. Um, and so I would, I would question what animal is kind of in your neighborhood that you see a lot. <clears throat> Maybe that's bunny um, or a particular kind of bird. And so I'd invite you to explore that. The other thing is when an animal comes and crosses your path and it's odd, like, hey, you're a nocturnal animal. What are you doing out at noon? <laughs> or what are you doing in this environment? You know, when I'm, one of my clients was here last weekend and one of her animal spirit totems is dragonfly. Well, usually you only see dragonflies around water. Yeah. And we're here in the desert. I'm here in Sedona, Arizona. And it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of earth here. There are places in water, and th there's a creek nearby, and so we would see dragonfly by the creek. But when we're out on the land miles from water, it's unheard of to come across a dragonfly. Like, it's just like dragonflies don't go that far from water. And we were seeing dragonflies throughout the day multiple times a day. That's clearly an anomaly that's clear it clearly a spirit animal going outside of its way to say hey pay attention to me i've come outside of my territory to come and give you a message and so i really like to pay attention particularly to those animals that cross my path in a rare way or in an odd way or at a time that really stands out because it's really trying to get your attention to say hey that that thing you're struggling with right now 
I have a message for you. I'm trying to help you. It's, it's another way our angels or spirit guides or divine creator source, I think, tries to communicate with us is through our animal spirit guides. Um, yeah. Does that help answer your question a bit? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a really beautiful perspective, and it's really it really relates to how shamans view the world, and the fact that uh, we are all connected, and uh, the fact that we are guided. Like uh, we can receive messages if we are uh, open enough and uh, aware enough that we are receiving them because we are used to seeing communication in a certain way and right. it's usually written like if we read something that means that it's communicating to us or something but i think uh, what the what the shamans are focused on is the the kind of communication that you most probably uh, feel in your heart rather than with your mind, isn't it? And it's like, it, you're, you're absolutely right. It's a, a channel that we open that allows us to start to perceive and receive messages from animals as a communication from higher power, source, consciousness. And, you know, I run a healing practice here in Sedona, Arizona, and Every single time, I, you know, a particular animal will show up during a session. And here will come this blue jay and will sit there in the tree right outside the session, you know, where we can see it and we'll just be squawking at, at this person. And this is about, hey, you're not really speaking your truth. Where in life are you not telling your partner this this secret or where are you not expressing that this is not okay where are you not honoring yourself and so uh, we'll have blue jay show up for those people that are struggling with expression or are not being honest with themselves or the situation or their boss or their partner um, and they're not speaking their truth and you know, sometimes it'll be hummingbird and it's about going after the joy in life. And, you know, we've had all kinds of, you know, squirrels and all kinds of different animals show up at different times. And it's incredible to see the synchronicity of a, a conversation that I'll be sharing with a client in that moment about a particular lesson or about a particular thought. And here comes this animal 100% of the time to validate what we're talking about right there. And it just blows people's mind. And to me, like, I've got one foot in that realm of unlimited possibilities in the realm of the quantum field, the spirit realm. I don't think it's separated. I think it's very connected. And so if we add to this, not just nature, but we also add to this, as the prayer talks about, to the spirit nation that guides me invisibly. And I like to keep a foot over there in spirit nation, what they call spirit or spirit realm. Knowing that that aspect of consciousness is trying to communicate with my tiny little brain and my tiny little brain is so busy um, on the phone it's so busy with my thoughts and my to-do list that often I'm not able to receive the transmissions and so it has to come in many forms and if we if we expand our bandwidth to allow in the synchronicities, the message, pay attention to the weather, pay attention to the emotions, pay attention to the animals, we can open to a whole other realm of insight and guidance. And sometimes we'll have an animal spirit guide that is like a totem for a whole part of our life, a whole decade of our life, or maybe our whole maybe our whole life, that, that there's one guide that might kind of stay with us, teaching us how to, to, to be more like that animal to come back home to our authentic self. And so I, I, I have really enjoyed expanding and opening to receive those channels of information um, because it helps me through my challenges in life. Um, 
you know, and, and I'm, I'm a silly little human with a very limited brain at times. <clears throat> and so I need to hear things more than once. I need to have it often like right in front of my face. I have to trip over it again and again before I'll get it, you know? <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, as humans, we're, we don't often hear the subtle little knock on the door. And if we can get better at receiving those little messages, then we're less likely to be hit by a two by four and have like these big dark nights of the soul, these big wake up calls that really hurt, you know, universe, mm -hmm. creator, source, spirit is trying to get our attention when we wander off path in our life. It's, you know, the universe wants to help us find our power, wants to help us to stay on path, wants to help us to grow and expand and awakening, at, awaken as a soul and share our magical gifts with the universe. You know, the universe wants that of you, wants you to be that best version of you to be a part of the community. And so we're actually receiving messages all the time in many forms. We're just expanding our ability, our awareness and our willingness to hear it. Hmm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> and the interesting thing is that as you were speaking, I'm um, so I am looking outside my window, and we have <laughs> uh, a seed uh, that I I don't know how it's called in English, um, but it's a seed from from a flower mm -hmm. that's uh, flying, and we call it here. We call it uh, luck. Mm. And uh, when when I was a child, we used to, um, to to take them and put them under our shirts uh, <laughs> to keep to keep the luck with us, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it was very interesting that while you were speaking, one of them flew by uh, really slowly by the window. <laughs> right. These are the, this is this is the thing we think that oh that's just a fluke and it's actually. A synchronicity it's actually a message it's it validates yep you're on the right path yep that's exactly what we're talking about is that and blue jay like flew right across my window when i was talking about blue jay and it's just like <laughs> because our mind doesn't believe that that is possible and what if we what if we pulled that limitation out of our mind and said not only is is it possible it's inevitable it's inevitable it's magic and it's mystery and we are actually part of that mystery then we realize we can actually co-create with it and we we can release these limitations of thoughts that that is a different realm and i am a limited being and so we can actually start to co-create and thrive in this place where we're guided and part of this whole other realm of possibilities which i know that sounds really far out but i've but it has it has rattled my limited thinking so many times that i can't i can't deny that it's truth you know because i i really like a scientific rational experience of things and and this is where it's happened so many times in so many miraculous mind-blowing ways that I've just accepted it as true now and embraced it as as part of who I am and part of my world my world just expanded exponentially and um, so it, it's kind of fun too to be when when an animal like that crosses you know or when a plant crosses your path to be like hey thank you thank you for that or flower yeah you know so <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to to add to what you just said um it reminded me of a of a quote from albert einstein mm. um there are only two ways to live your life one is as though nothing is a miracle the other as though everything is a miracle exactly i love that exactly and so it kind of puts us in a whole different vibration when we talk yeah. about gratitude it, it you know and we also get to see that, wow, I'm a part of this. And especially in our lives where we feel overwhelmed, out of control, you know, off track, um, 
we can disconnect from that feeling that everything's a miracle. We can feel, we can feel heavy. Um, we can feel like we're the victim and that we don't have our power and our control. And, and this perspective helps us navigate the challenges and the ups and downs of life. And an example is, you know, I'm, I'm working with a very big uh, challenge in my life right now. And it, and it feels like it's this big summit way in the distance. And uh, just last week, I hiked 16 miles up to the tallest peak here in Arizona, which is 12,600 elevation. And I did it one step at a time. And I was able to achieve and reach that summit physically in my life. And so that now I can apply this mindset that says, I am capable of achieving any summit in my life. And when I'm in that place of the gratitude for just the ability to put one step in front of the other, now I know and my mindset is that, like I know that miracles are possible because we can think that, oh, that summit is so far away. But I also know in my mind and in my soul, and, not, and I'm not imagining it, that you can reach summits in your life, you can overcome challenges in your life just one step at a time. And sometimes it's that scary next step that just feels daunting and overwhelming, but it's just one step. And so we can also be in this place of, of the, the miracle of transformation and overcoming our challenges in, in our life because we can, we can get overwhelmed and just want to sedate and go hide in a corner. You know, we've all been there where life is a little tough. And this is also about, even in those places, knowing that a seed still, even in its darkest place, dormant in the soil at the right time with the right support and the right environment will blossom into a big, beautiful tree. And so having faith in those times, even in the dark, dark night of the soul where we're kind of feeling dormant in the soil, knowing that that miraculous potential is still inside of us and it's just waiting for us to say, yes, I see it and I feel it. Even though in this moment I'm not a big, beautiful tree or a tall mountain or a wonderful butterfly, I know that it's possible. And that's this miraculous mindset that you're talking about, that Albert Einstein's talking about, that says, even in the darkest night, I can know that I'm a miracle and that miracles are a part of my life. They're not separate from me. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> and I think this is a, a great closing thought for, for our interview. And um, since we're nearing the end, let our audience know where they can find you, where they can get uh, the gift that you're okay. offering. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, shamangelichealing.com. I guess you'll have that in your show notes for the podcast. Yeah, sure. Shamangelichealing.com. And I also have, have uh, my own wonderful podcast, and that is called Shamangelic Healing with Anahata. So that's on, you know, Spotify, iTunes, and on YouTube. Um, and on the website, you can go and find all of those links. Also, inspiring conversations about empowerment, spirituality, consciousness, evolution. And so that would be really juicy for your audience to tune into. In the show notes, we'll have the link to yep. a couple things. One will be um, a link to that free gift of the, uh, the Animal Spirit Guided Audio Journey. And also, I will, um, we will include a document, a, a, a PDF document of that prayer so that people can also have that prayer if that landed for them. Awesome. And, uh, and you know, I, I'm really passionate about helping people through their journey and awakening their fullest potential. And I know that at times we can feel lost and get off path. And um, my passion, my purpose, and my mission is really to help people get clear and get back on track and have the tools to stay on track so that they're really living a thriving, purposeful, impactful life and that we're not you know, living another year of regret. Life is too short here. It is a miracle and we want to make the most of it. And 
supporting people and finding and activating their fullest potential is my passion. And so we'll also extend $100 off uh, my uh, the Quantum Leap Coaching Program, which really helps guide people through that process of activating that, living an impactful life and, and making a difference here. Um, so yeah, we'll give your audience all of those wonderful things. And if you're still listening, if you've really tuned into this whole time, that that's, that's because there's something really powerful with this transmission. I know it's kind of far out content that we access today and I'm not holding anything back. Um, and so, you know, if that really landed for somebody, I'm here in Sedona. I do things online. There's all kinds of different ways in which to connect and you can find all of those options at shamangelichealing.com. And, awesome. um, yeah. And I want to say thank you, uh, Georgian for everything that you're doing that is bringing this message out and you. you know it's just it's really really beautiful that wh how you're showing up for the community um disseminating this information and being advocate for gratitude as powerful medicine for this community definitely it's a real pleasure <laughs> and i'm really happy that uh, we had this conversation and i'm really grateful for all of the the wisdom and all of the very interesting things uh, that you shared <laughs> with us thank you <laughs> my pleasure and i hope that your audience really takes this to heart and spends more time in nature and honors their own cycles and seasons and and is able to receive the messages that the universe is, is conveying every day and uh, acknowledge the miracle that we all are Thank you. Yeah, I hope that too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude. Do you want to stay up to date with the latest news but don't have the time? The Newsworthy is a great daily podcast that helps you stay up to date with everything you need to know in less than 10 minutes. Unlike many news sources out there that can leave you feeling depressed, The Newsworthy is fast, fair and fun. Search for The Newsworthy wherever you listen to your podcast or go to newsworthy.com to check it out.